When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Classic Deep Purple, 905, fourth and final hour of this epic Tuesday edition of the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. I want to send a quick shout-out to my buddy John Neese, not the same guy who pitched for the Mets. Johnny's the mayor of Bell Harbor and Rockway. Everybody loves John Neese, very talented guy. His daughter Elizabeth is graduating Malloy High School as we speak out in Bernie's hood. Nassau Coliseum, all the grads are there right now. Very fine school, by the way, folks like Luke Karnaseka. Ray Kelly, Peter Vesey, all graduated from that school. So congratulations yeah. my to Elizabeth Neese. Yeah, my brother-in-law graduated, Archbishop Malloy, great school. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there yeah, you have indeed. it. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, a lot, of go- a lot of good alumni, Sid Rosenberg, a lot of good alumni. Yeah, so congrats to Elizabeth Neese and John Neese and the whole crew. So um, I-, I owe Harry Wilson an apology uh, it was told to me weeks and weeks ago that uh, he is a, a guy that contributes to Alvin Bragg. We brought on the other three Republican candidates, me and Bernie. Me and Bernie are knee-deep in this whole election. We've had Lee Zeldin on. I'm endorsing Lee. We've had Rob Astorino on. Bernie's endorsing Rob. i become very, very friendly with Andrew Giuliani. But left Harry Wilson out, and, and people kept saying to me, Sid, why are you doing that? And I said, because I'm, I'm reluctant to bring on anybody who, A, is an admitted friend of Alvin Bragg and gives money to Alvin Bragg's campaign. But I had a long conversation with Harry Wilson yesterday. He explained it to me, and um, really what he did uh, was not a fault of his. You know, it's been a long time, and uh, he sees Alvin Bragg for what he is today. Harry is a, a guy that comes from uh, Greek immigrants, like our guy John Katsimatidis, and dating back to 2010 when he ran for Comptroller, he uh, really almost won that, the, the closest Republican to win a race here in the better part of 20 years. So it is a four-man race between Lee Zeldin, Rob Astorino, Andrew Giuliani, and Harry Wilson. So it's only fair we bring on the last name uh, making his debut on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show, the aforementioned Harry Wilson. Good morning, Harry. Welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Great to be with you. Nice to have you, too. So you explained to me yesterday the whole background behind Alvin Bragg, and I think Bernie wants to hear it, and the listeners, and it's going to clear up a lot of the misinformation, Harry, about you and your campaign. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to do it, and I appreciate the opportunity to do so. Thanks for the time. So basically, Alvin Bragg and I went to college together. He was two years younger than me. We were part of the same bipartisan group called the Institute of Politics. That's how I knew him. And uh, knew him in college, friends in college. Had not seen him much over the years. And then in June of 2020, a mutual friend from that same group emailed a bunch of us and said, hey, let's get on a Zoom to support Alvin. He's going to run for Manhattan DA. And so we did. This was obviously early days of the pandemic, all by Zoom. And we spent, I don't know, some between 30 and 45 minutes on the phone together. Never talked about policy, just, you know, how, how are your kids? How's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? That kind of stuff. And we all gave a 1000 bucks. And that was the last uh, communication I had with him. And then when I saw um, in January of this year, 
his memo came out, and this was around the same time that it became public that I was uh, seriously thinking about entering the gubernatorial race, the Post called me and asked me what I thought about it. And I said, it's unacceptable. If I were governor, I would fire him under Article 13 of the state constitution. A DA cannot not prosecute the laws. They have to follow the laws, and we have to keep our people safe. This is one of the, this is one of the first duties of government. And end of story. And, uh, and obviously, you know, that's, that's, that's basically the, the full story behind it. Uh, Harry Wilson on the Bernie and Sid Show running for governor in the state of New York against Lee Zeldin, Rob Astorino, and Andrew Giuliani. Uh, Harry, listen, now, I'm, I'm reading from a Politico uh, piece here. It says here, uh, a quote, uh, Harry Wilson is a contrast to Zeldin, whose positions on abortion, blasting critical race theory, and rolling back many recent criminal justice reforms backed by Democrats may excite the GOP base. So you do have a contrast to Zeldin on abortion for sure, but uh, they, they they list blasting critical race theory. Are you a proponent of a critical race theory? Of course not. Of course, that political article, and including the headline, which is very frustrating. But look, that's the media for you, right? So um, no, I've not, I've never been a proponent of critical race theory, and I'd say the only policy differences between me and Zeldin, I believe, are on abortion. Um, I think the primary difference between me and him is I've successfully turned around failing organizations for 30 years. That's why I built my very successful business career on. And um, and that's exactly the skill set I think we need in the chief executive of the state. Not, not someone who talks, not someone who's actually never accomplished anything in public life, but someone who actually turned around a, the most broken state government in the country. That's why I'm running for governor. I have no interest in being in politics per se. I do have a deep interest in fixing the state, and I know I can. So that's the primary difference between me and my opponents. Um, most of them are friends, uh, but it's not really a policy-driven issue. And Again, that political article got a lot of things wrong. I think uh, very quietly here, you've done a great job in terms of petitions and uh, money. I mean, uh, you're a big-time money guy. You're right there with Lee Zeldin, Kathy Hochul, and uh, Tom Swazi, another good friend of me and Bernie. So very quietly here, you've, uh, you've become a huge threat in this race. But I do get the feeling, Harry, and maybe it's because Lee was picked by the Republican Party, maybe because in most polls he is the front runner. I kind of get the feeling that you and Andrew and Rob are all kind of, I don't know, like uh, teaming up against Lee. It's like you guys against Lee. Uh, Rob's called him a liar on this show. Andrew's called him a liar on this show. And you've said to me, even personally, that there's been things said about you that came from his camp that aren't true. Is that a fair feeling the three of you are kind of teaming up together, ganging up on Lee Zeldin? Well, let me, let me get two parts to that question. The first is, you know, whether Lee's the front runner or not. And the second part is, are we ganging up on, on Lee? And they're, and they're related. And the first part is, look, I think this is a wide open race. I think the leading, you know, kind of factor in any poll is undecided. Uh, and if you look at, you know, our, you know, as we've looked at it, we've done very well upstate where we've been advertising where I grew up. I'm the only candidate who grew up upstate, but I live in Westchester now. And I'm not very well known downstate. I would say it's because I haven't been on your show before. You're the number one show in New York City, <laughs> and I'm glad to get the opportunity to try uh-huh. to fix that. So, but the, uh, but that's, look, that's, that's the race. And, and so I think it's wide open. I think the next 35 days are going to be absolutely critical, and that's why we're out there hammering away on why we're different, what we can do in fixing the state that no one else can, and where we are in policy positions. Now, in terms of Lee, oh, and then one other thing you mentioned about petitions, you know, we um, petitioned yeah. our way onto the ballot. We had more petitions than any candidate in New York State history. We had nearly 37,000, okay? And uh, as you know, the threshold is 15,000. No one has ever gotten that many before. Despite that, Congressman Zeldin tried to challenge us, as he did with, with Rob and with Andrew. 
Now, let me give you a little bit of backstory, because I've heard Rob and Andrew talk about this, and they, everything they said is true, but it's incomplete. And the reason I say that is because I've gotten tons of intel from friends of mine who are loyal to me, who've heard this from Lee directly, where he spent months saying that he will not have a primary, telling donors, telling political insiders, he will not have a primary because he was, quote, going to, quote, knock us all off the ballot. He was saying that in February and March, when he had no idea how many petitions we were going to have. Okay, so then fast forward to the week before the first week of April, when uh, you know the deadline was at April eighth or seventh. He put up an ad on Facebook for an election integrity task force, recruiting Republicans to volunteer for him to go after election fraud against us, me, Andrew, and Rob. He had no idea. First of all, none of us committed fraud, um, and and so he's he, and he had no reason to think we did he just wanted to say what he said because he's definitely afraid of a primary and competition and being exposed for his actual background not what he says he's done and that's why he did it and so he put his facebook ad up he put challenges into to me and rob and andrew he dropped mine right away because i was so far over the threshold it was a complete waste of time and money and and then he's continued with rob and andrew and then he denied doing it. His spokesperson said they have nothing to do with his campaign, even though one of the people was his law school classmate. Another person was put up to it by one of the Albany Party bosses. And he just lied about it. And then that ultimately came out, as, as Andrew's pointed out in your show. And I think that tells you everything you know about Lee Zeldin. So we're, we're not teaming up in any way. We're just, you know, I think all of us wanted to have a primary. We had a battle of ideas and backgrounds and qualifications. Uh, except Lee Zeldin has gone a very different route and played dirty politics to try to eliminate competition that he fears so much. Yeah, that is a problem for Lee Zeldin. Cavalierly uh, throwing around allegations like fraud, I mean, uh, and, you know, and lies and stuff like that. Uh, and not cool, in my opinion. But uh, Harry Wilson running for governor in the state of New York on the Bernie and Sid show. Let me ask you about some of these policy positions that, that we're talking about. The scourge of New York City, of course is this uh, no jail, no cash bail, whatever the hell you want to call it, a law that the Assembly is dug in, the Assembly and the State Senate. They are dug in. They're not going anywhere. This uh, creep Carl Heasty and uh, his buddy uh, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, they're friends of the criminals, and there's no way to change it. Even as a governor, I don't see how a Republican or even a Democrat governor, for that matter, Kathy Hochul had trouble instituting, implementing some minor policy changes to the no-cash bail law. How would Harry Wilson uh, tackle this problem that is really uh, problem number one, in my opinion? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I'll um, give you a little bit of background here, and then I'll broaden it to, to explain how this fits into my overall turnaround plan for the state. So, look, I, I often say the first duty of government is to keep the citizens safe. That's why we form governments in the first place. Okay, And I'm a limited government conservative. I believe government should be as limited as possible in all respects, economic, personal, everything. I, I believe in individual freedom and celebrating the individual, not government. And, but the things that government does need to do, like public safety, it has to be world-class. That's the, that's the standard. So as part of that, one of our policy plans is our 14-page crime plan. It's on our website, harrywilsonforgovernor.com. The absolute first point in that 14-page crime plan is, is repeal bail reform. And there's a bunch of other things beyond that, including you know, supporting our men and women in law enforcement, adding resources to them, uh, firing rogue district attorneys, amending the discovery statutes, amending the parole uh, changes, all that. So it's a very detailed, comprehensive plan. Now, coming to your point about how do we get it done? Well, and this is, this is how 
my whole turnaround plan gets done. As you know, the governor has the most expansive budgetary authority of any governor in the country. The governor proposes a budget. The legislatures can say yay or nay, of course. But if they do not pass the budget by March 31st, they do not get paid until they pass the budget. I don't need to get paid. I will sit there as long as it takes to get my first budget passed. That first budget will have the biggest tax cut in the history of the state. We will cut at least $25 billion in spending and return all that to the taxpayers of the state to whom it rightly belongs. We will repeal the regulations that drive up the cost of living for middle class and working class families on food, energy, and housing. And a combination of those two things will put over $3,000 a year into the pockets of middle class and working class families. And the third and most, and maybe most important piece right now, because of what's happening in the, in the state, is crime. And normally, the budget's supposed to be focused on fiscal and economic issues. However, Governor Cuomo, when he was in charge, and his accomplice, Governor Hochul, and Hastings to her cousins, passed bail reform as part of the budget. And I will make it the repeal of that part of my first budget. And if they try to argue that you can't do it because it's a policy issue, not a fiscal issue, well, I would say, well, then your entire introduction of it three years ago is unconstitutional and needs to be removed immediately. Either way, we win. So whether it's because they have to fall on their swords because what they did in the first place wasn't should have been attached to the budget or because we repeal it, I will sit there as long as it takes. It will take months. They will attack me for months. It's not gonna, they're not going to roll over on March 31st or April 1st. But I will do whatever it takes, because the only reason I'm running for governor is to fix this state for the 20 million New Yorkers who are suffering under uh, mismanaged leadership in Albany. You know, last one from me, and it's going to sound like a silly question, but being you're like me, you're pro-choice, and and Lee Zeldin is pro-life, which may be a killer for him in a blue state like New York. But uh, so, again, uh, Republicans aren't supposed to win these races. So this may seem like a silly question, but I'll ask it anyway. What do you think would be a tougher battle for you, Harry Wilson, the primary up against guys like Giuliani, Astorino, and Zeldin, or if you win it, the general election up against somebody like Kathy Hochul? It's, it's not silly at all, and it's, it's perverse, right, because it's the opposite of what right. happens in New York State politics, but it's, right. but it's a great question, and I, I actually do think the primary is a tougher battle. I, I believe I'm the only Republican who can win statewide in November. I say that because I'm the only one who's come close in 20 years. You know, no one else has come within 10 points of me. So I've got data to back it up. Lee's been running for office in Suffolk County, which is when he got elected in Congress, it was a 55% Republican conservative county. He got 55% of the vote. He's never won crossover votes. In in the county that knows him best where he spent his entire life, there's no chance he'll get crossover votes in the state, particularly given, um, you know, kind of, well, a bunch of things about his campaign, which have been horribly mismanaged, in my opinion. So I'm the only candidate who can win in November. And again, I've got data to support that. The, so the question becomes, can I become the nominee? <laughs> and look, I went into this expecting a two-way primary between myself and Zeldin, because I wasn't sure if Rob and Andrew would get, be able to get the petitions done, because it's hard. It's hard work. To their credit, they did a phenomenal job, which is why they're so upset that Lee was attacking them uh, unfairly and dishonestly. Uh, and, they, and so it's a four-way primary. I think a four-way primary is better for us than a two-way primary. But in any case, we're the only candidate running who's an outsider, who's never uh, been beholden to special interests or been a career politician. I can't be bought. I will do whatever it takes to succeed. And I've got the proven skill set over 30 years of turning around failing organizations. We have a problem in this country, guys, where we elect people who tell us what we want to hear rather than people who actually get the job done. And that's why we have a broken Albany and a broken Washington. And you can point to any race you want to. It's a continuing problem. What we need to do is elect people who have the right principles and could actually succeed in delivering for the people of the state. And that's why I'm running for governor. Harry Wilson running for governor in New York State, the Republican primary. Actually, listen, Harry, a Rob Astorino came damn close to winning 
in 2014. I will point that out. No, and, and, he did not. And in the he interest lost of time, points. Bernie, he lost by 14 points. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's close in this. That is close <laughs> no, in this not. state. Very, very. No, it's hey, not. listen, listen. Uh, you, when you donated to Bragg, you knew that he was. A, you knew he was a Soros-backed guy. You knew that. No, and I also, did not you know never that. voted for Donald. Know that. Well, how can, you, you should have known. There was no, you should have, I, I have well, no idea when Soros listen, came late, but it, I, it was not that. It certainly but, was not known you, to anybody you, then. You, you should have. You should have. You never voted no. for Donald Trump. And as, and as CEO of your, your big health care company, your policy was to terminate any employee who did not get vaccinated. That is so, uh, anathema so, so, to the Republican position. No, Bernie, you got you to look at the facts. Don't repeat Lee Zeldin's talking points. Look at the facts. So what we had, we These were, are not Lee Zeldin's talking points. Yes, they are. Well, <laughs> they may have come from somebody else, but they are Lee Zeldin's talking points. No, back. these, these, um, these, are, these are actual so, facts is what they are. No, no, because you have, to, you, know, you have to look at what actually happened. The Biden administration had passed a federal mandate requiring that. We were following through on doing that because we needed Medicare and Medicaid money, as every nursing home chain in the country does. That is, that is the policy. That was what happened. And, we, um, and I, I have been on record as opposing public sector mandates, which I have and continue to do, which is very different from what an employer needs to do, both to, uh, in, demand, in response to the demands of their patients and customers and their families who were demanding this, and in terms of what we have to do by responding to federal regulations upon which we were dependent. So don't just because people are using something against me because they're, what are you going to argue they're more qualified? No, they're not arguing that, are they? They're, are, they're making up things that are distorted because that's what they're trying to use against me. But if you look at the actual facts, those are the facts. All right, fair enough, Harry. I think you did a very yeah. good job today. Uh, we're glad that you had a chance to, uh, to hop on because it is a four-man race between you, Rob Astorino, Andrew Giuliani, and, uh, and Lee Zeldin. And I know I speak on behalf of Bernard and uh, all of New York when we say, may the best man win. I mean, all we want is somebody to take over who's going to help this state along because it is a, is a disaster. Right? Now, the mayor is bad enough in this city, and the state is actually worse. So may the best man win. Good job today. We're glad we had a chance to put you on. We'll talk again very, very soon. Thank you, Harry Wilson. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the time. Good you got it, you. pal. There he is, Harry Wilson. Now we've spoken to all four men on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. 1-800-848-WABC. Yeah. Does he get in the uh, debate? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's got more petitions. He's raised more money. He, right now, I think, is okay. probably the, the second lead, I would think. Um, you know, you never know because Andrew has, has his polls and Rob has his polls, but... Uh, I think right now he's probably uh, right there behind Lee Zeldin, but we'll see. We'll see. Oh, an hour? Oh, you mean our debate? Whole... Yes, our debate. Oh, indeed. yeah, of yeah you got to yes. put him in. You got to put him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think All so. Right. Well, we 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 we're going to have sec- uh, security. Big big uh, bouncers are going to be in, in place <laughs> in the studio when we have this debate because it's going to get ugly. It's going to yeah. get it's going to get really really nasty. Well, Bernard, and as you should, would, as you would really say, should. as we can only hope, right? <laughs> Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. Uh, we'll take Absolutely a, yeah, here we'll, on the Bernie and Sid We'll take Go a short break. We'll take it away. This. Go ahead. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation 
or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.